Hey everybody, welcome to the Decipher the Media podcast. Uh, this is episode number 21 with Simran Kaur, who is uh, returning for a second part. Um, if you have not seen the first part, go ahead and go back and uh, watch uh, episode number 20 for a little context here in case, um, you know, we, we might touch upon a few things that we sort of get into more in the the uh, last episode so um if you want a little context go ahead and uh, check out episode 20 before you jump into episode 21 uh for episode 21 uh we simran and i uh talk about a a lot of things um that she's doing creatively much like the last episode but uh, in sort of like a more personal level um so uh she talks about how um you know, friends can help raise you up creatively and uh, how they can also end up being toxic and um, sort of being detrimental to your creative energy. So we, we talk about that a lot. Um, Simran also talks about um, sort of what, uh, what has shaped her creative identity and what she's kind of gone through to... Um, sort of pick up creative techniques that she uses and what has inspired her for creative projects. Um, so a lot of interesting things there, especially with uh, photography and design in particular. Uh, she talks about some specific projects there. Um, and if you have any interest in any of those projects at all, I would definitely recommend going to check them out on her social media, on her website. I'll have all the that stuff linked um, in the description, um, and also the information will be available uh, at the end of the podcast. We also dove into the the constraints that have been created because of the pandemic and how that has helped her sort of branch outside of the box to come up with um, new creative projects and uh, new creative techniques while she's been in lockdown. So, um, some very interesting stuff and some inspiring stuff if you've kind of felt the same way, um, you know, being stuck inside. I know things are kind of getting better now, but, you know, if you're still stuck inside looking for inspiration, uh, this this might be for you. Um, so without further ado, this is Decipher the Media, episode number 21 with Simran Kaur. Enjoy. You know, as university started, I found more people that, you know, understood my point of view or something or like um, they actually wanted to engage with me and my creations or something. They wanted to go to the museum together or, you know, anything artistic that would inspire me or them. And we would talk about it or something and a beautiful friendship would grow up, of course. So now I have to... Well, really close friends. I'm not going to say their name, but of course they know who I'm talking about if I'm saying it here, if they're going to see the video. Um, and they're from my same class and I really enjoy spending my time with them. Unfortunately, I don't have that much time to chat, to chat with them right now because of course I have my own projects, but sometimes you know, every day I send a small text or something if yeah. I can. Um, but of course they know that I care about them as well. <laughs> But in general, um, I think I like everyone in my class. There is no one that actually, you know, uh, annoys me or something. Like in my university, um, everyone is really co 
great poet. <laughs> oh my god, I can't even say it. Um, collaborative. Yeah, I'm sorry. If, you know, I'm sometimes I get really anxious or like tense. I guess. Okay, um, but yeah, we, we just collaborate a lot together. I think, and we just have a good friendship all together in our classroom. We do have like a group chat where we send every information about university, especially now with lockdown. <laughs> and it was a nightmare. <laughs> okay, it was a nightmare in the start of lockdown, but um, yeah, you know, you know, it got better because we were together in it. So we just supported each other as we could. You know, talking about how bad teaching was sometimes, or like the teams didn't work <laughs> or something like that, you know, just jerking around or like anything. But um, yeah, I'm saying this because I think this is the only class, like the best class I ever had in my life because um, most of the time I just didn't like the people in the class because um, they were bully or they were just um, really annoying or something or loud and respectful or something like that. And yeah, it happened many times. And yeah, I, I did get also bullied many times. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it, but it's really annoying how people would bully you because you're, you know, stand out too much or something, or, you know, you have different interests. I got bullied because I liked Pokemon. Can you believe that? Oh, no, I, I, I was the same way when I grew up. Uh, I got bullied a lot in middle school because I was obsessed with me as well. Pokemon. So. Yeah, me as well. For like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even like in primary school, okay, I don't know if you know that, but I lived and grew up in Italy. I, bo I was born there. And right now I live in the UK and well, I've been like four years, something like that. And yeah, so I lived in the UK until I was 14, 15. I was born there, of course. And I did get in like in school i did get bullied for like something like five years but when i was small you know and as a child i didn't understand what was bullies and um i also remember having this mathematic teacher that was let's not talk about it she was really like just bad yeah <laughs> she wouldn't like help me or anything and I think she was racist from what I understood, but I'm not sure about it. But from what I remember, I think she was because she was quite, um, she was quite like judgy towards me, but she wasn't towards the other girl, you know, the other Italian girl. And I was just Indian, the only Indian in my class. And I felt left out many times. And I do remember people picking up me because like, you know the other children because um i had another type of body shape or something um and yeah and they would say oh you shouldn't wear a skirt because you're not skinny and i'm like only now i think why just why i mean yeah and I... I think from from that day i stopped wearing skirts and that was until i came in here uk um, here we have a uniform, of course, and I needed to finish my high school. I did like the three last years, of course, and yeah, I started wearing a skirt because we had the uniform, but we could wear also pants. But I was like, you know, I never wore skirts for so long. I was like, I want to wear it again, um, and I felt so good to wear it again. And from that day, I started wearing it more often. So now, well, my wardrobe is full of skirts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have literally two jeans and two pair of leggings and the rest is skirts because I just like 
frilly stuff. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel dreamy. It makes me inspired, I would say. Um, I get really inspired from dress, I think, from my photography, but even from my painting. It's like the colors. Um, um, it's just the feeling, I think, sometimes. Like how it makes you feel. It makes you feel good or bad or something. Right. Um, so I just try to wear pastel colors because I just like them. I have an obsession, I think, maybe. <laughs> of course, it's good one but yeah i mostly got bullied for my body shape um for how i looked and that i had a food problem but i didn't understand that of course as well because um back in time mental health wasn't important like that much talked okay it was important of course it always been important but what i'm trying to say is that they didn't talk about it yeah one talked about it and i was uh, so pissed <laughs> because i was like i don't understand how, what i'm feeling what's going on in me and mm -hmm. you know no, no one would tell me and i was like oh i'm feeling that that did they actually you know bully me did they do it i don't understand um and i kept denying it to me i was like no they're just joking or something when i was a child but only now i understand that yes that was bullying for five years similar and you didn't just understand you just you know shut your mouth and kept going i guess towards your <sighs> towards your future i guess and for then other three years in middle school i don't know how it works in america but we have three years of middle school and five years of primary something. I don't know what is it in English, honestly. Sometimes I just forget about it. Sorry. No, um, and um, yeah, yeah, for those three years, I got bullied. I don't even understand how it started. And honestly, uh, I, I did change. Um, I did change the area I lived in because my dad, you know, he got a new job and stuff. So we needed to go and trust back near here. And yeah, I just changed. I didn't know anyone in the area. It was like, okay, new life, I guess. Uh, so I started wearing more colorful dresses and people did pick on me again. And I was like, Simran, what did you do wrong now? I, I, I didn't understand. And I was like, that's all fair, actually. And um, I think it all started because, well, I just talked to this girl and I think I did talk to her because she seemed really energetic. She was like me, I guess. And I was like, you know, maybe, you know, you could talk to her, become her friend for three years or more. It didn't happen. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, we were friends. Understand me. Yes, but it was toxic. It was toxic for three years. And okay, I didn't understand what was toxic because they didn't talk about mental health during those years. It was really bad. And um, I wouldn't understand that she was actually the one spreading the rumors around me, behind me. And everyone in my class were towards me for like three years. Um, the third year got a bit better. I don't understand why. Maybe because we grew up a bit more. And everyone, you know, just sort of thinking of, you know, high school, where, where, what, and where. Um, mm -hmm. And I was just devastated, I guess, for those three years. I kept changing my style because people didn't like it. People didn't like that I wear postal. People didn't like that I would wear those clothes that would showcase my body shape because they started pick picking on my body shape. And... Then they started picking to the fact that I was Indian. Yeah. 
that was racist, of course. Um, right. Uh, my teacher, the only teacher that actually was doing something, well, the only two actually, were the Italian teacher, you know, just the language Italian teacher that would actually also teach us history and geography, and my English teacher. And yeah, they were the only one, I think. And if it wasn't for them, I think I would have really um, survived those three years. Uh, I think it would have been more devastating. But I felt more supported thanks to that. Even though it wasn't just, you know, too big, but they did try to do something, which is good. And of course, I had friends. Um, I had this girl in my class, and I'm not going to say her name because, okay, she's she's shy, but also you know, privacy things. Uh, but I hope she's here, so I'm going to say hi. If she's going to see this video. <laughs> And she knows that I'm talking about her. I mean, come on. Um, but yeah, yeah she was she was in my class in middle school for these three years. Um, the first year, I didn't even notice her because she was quiet and shy. Let's be honest. And I was in the front seat, and she was like something in the last. Um, and and she didn't just talk that much. She was quite. Um, in her word, like I was, of course, um, everyone was like that, I think. Um, and well, I just saw her once and was I, you know, just high. And the first thing is that, yes, she didn't bully me in those three years. She actually did nothing. And like, sometimes she didn't even was in the area where I was getting bullied. Sometimes she was just outside there alone or something. And she was just minding her business, really. I didn't give her any fault because she didn't tell the teacher or something. Like, who would? Uh, they were as scared as I, I was about the bully, I think, most of them. And maybe she was as well. I'm not sure. Um, I never asked her, <laughs> honestly, even though I still chat to her every single day now. And I see her as my best friend now. And well, this friendship grew up because basically my English teacher, I think it was her, she made me sit down near her. Um, and from that, my friendship grew up with her. We started making weird things like <laughs> doing classes. Um, I think once was with the, what's it called, the eraser. And it was so funny, honestly, like, and no one knew that she was so funny. And I was like, <laughs> Am I the only one that knows how funny is this girl? Like, come on. And everyone would actually, you know, you know, still talk to her. She was in our group or something. And they would talk to her, say hi and blah, 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 you know. And why I stayed with her, uh, I started detaching myself from that girl I knew from first year. But she was still, you know, my friend because I was like, no, I don't think she's toxic. You know, she's just maybe... She just maybe thought that I was I don't know, a bad person or something. I don't know. Uh, honestly, I was innocent. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, um, I just didn't really understand what was toxic or what wasn't, what was bad or what was actually abuse and what was racist, what wasn't, what is mental health, um, and what was you know mental abuse or like physical ones. Um, but yeah, uh, she was still there. And yes, I did get bullied, but I think this one girl that was with, um, she made things look more brighter for me. Second and third year were beautiful. Then, uh, you know, 
we kept talking to each other on WhatsApp. We kept chatting, and it still goes on for now. And I hope it will go on forever because she is my best friend. Honestly, um, she is probably the number one, and I I just love talking to her. She is an amazing person. I think she may think that she's not, um, but she is for me because I think if she wasn't there, I wouldn't, you know, uh, I would have give up on myself, I think, during those two years. Um, and I was happy that my teacher did put me to, with her. Maybe she did put me with her probably, I don't know, because she saw that I was a bit alone or something, and she was, you know, there a bit, um, you know, but I think, yeah, she was just quiet and that's it. But then she started opening up and I was so happy to see her, you know, growing with me. And then it came uh, the first year of high school. I was in another school and she was in another one. And that's fine because we had WhatsApp and something. Um, we didn't actually go out together because I was not an outgoing person. Um, I never was, I think. I never went out that much with her. and. Yeah, it was just like that because I was already kind of like a shut-down person that would stay at home. Um, now I'm not like this. I'm more open. I go out more, of course, but before it was like that. And in high school, well, we kind of met each other in the bus and we understood like how to meet each other every day because we had this bus stop near my high school and she would actually, okay, take the bus from there to go home and we would take it together and something. So it was amazing that year. Unfortunately, then I needed to leave to go to London, of course. But we had, you know, WhatsApp, we had video calls mm -hmm. and I, ch I chat her every day. Like there isn't a single day I think I don't chat her. And if there is that single day, that means she just has an exam or something for university. And it's just amazing seeing her like growing up and, you know, seeing how she's growing up and everything else. Um, another person I had that supported me, I didn't forget about her, and I hope she's here to listen to this as well. Um, she was from another class. She wasn't in my class, but I think I came to know her because just randomly, you know, um, I saw her alone and I was like, hi, <laughs> <laughs> or something like, hi. Um, but I think it was maybe because that's why my toxic friend was there. And yeah, she was just like talking to her or something. And I think my toxic friend wasn't toxic to the others, but it was to me. I still don't understand today why she was towards me. Um, I don't think there was an actual reason. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I just came to know about this girl and she was really nice to me. Uh, we went together many times because she did make me go outside I guess um, and those few times were amazing or sometimes we would just go to her house and it was good it was my happy moment I guess um, without my toxic friend and yes I did go out with my toxic friend yes I did but only because it was forced I guess I didn't want her to um, stop bullying me or something I was scared if I need to be honest I was really really scared of her I, I didn't know like what she could say because everyone believed her everyone literally um and no one would like would uh, like whenever I said no she stayed alive and something people wouldn't actually believe me 
and I just got really pissed, I guess, about that. But then I was like, oh, well. And then luckily, you know, then in high school, I didn't see her again. I don't chat her anymore with her. So that's good. I just left behind my toxic friend, I guess. And I acknowledged the fact that she was toxic, of course. Um, and yeah, I think I started understanding more about mental health while coming here in UK. Um, I need to be honest. Uh, yeah, you know, year passed by. And of course, mental health is becoming like more aware, like, okay, I wanted to say that people are more aware of mental health right, right. now. And that's good because they are talking about it and everyone is talking about it. But yeah, um, we had this barrier um, talks about mental health in high school when I came here in London. And it was really nice because I understood what was you know, a toxic person. And what was anxiety or how you know, that person did actually abuse me mentally, not just physically or something. And um, or like they did actually kind of bully me and not, it wasn't just a jerk for my primary school. Or like when someone was racist towards me and yeah, I just acknowledged the fact that um, I didn't actually have good memories Italy and I had only good memories about these two friends and that's it and the rest of it was just pure um, bad things just that's it like I think these two friends are just the only good memory I have about Italy and that's it so the rest is just you know nothing good honestly especially about school for me, at least, this is my experience. I don't know about others, but of course, you know, good food as well. That is a good memory, of course. Yeah. Then uh, another good memory was the landscape, of course, where I did live, of course, um, uh, the dog I had, of course, and many other things, but they're not a lot, um, honestly, because we didn't move a lot already. I wasn't economically, you know, good, of course. Uh, we were average, yes, but my dad was too busy to like, you know, take us to the trip or something just because the economy was really bad those years and it's still bad and it's quite hard to, you know, live there sometime. Um, of course, we weren't poor, we had the money, but I'm just saying it was just hard to, you know, go outside or something like buy something expensive for once and just saying that, but we weren't poor, we had the money, of course, just paying, you know, the bill of something was really expensive, of course. And my dad was the only one working. My mom wasn't working because she just didn't have, um, how would I say, um, diplomas or something like that. And yeah, but luckily here, when we came here, my mom started working because she got her diplomas and stuff. And, you know, good things happened, I guess. Um, I'm not sure how it happened, honestly. It just happened fast, I guess. And we started living in a good way. Now I can actually, you know, go outside a lot more because I'm more open because I acknowledge my traumas as well. I did acknowledge that that was bad. And I started opening myself a bit more, but, you know, only with those people I really trusted, of course. And yes, I did get again bullied for my body, but it wasn't the class. No, it was a group of people, actually, just this small group of people. And I didn't even know that they were talking about my body um, because we were friends. And I think this small, small group was a bit toxic. 
then I just left them behind, of course, and I was like, hey, I don't want to talk to them anymore because they were just, you know, those people that would gossip about everyone literally in the group, but the other person wouldn't know. So, yeah, I didn't know about that. And it was quite, mm, no, I don't like that kind of things. Excuse me, I'm going. <laughs> and, you know, just growing up and understanding yeah. the difficulties and such. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I can relate a lot to your situation. Um, I mean, besides um, race, because I grew up in a predominantly white community, rural white community, so I can't really relate to that. But um, everything else, anxiety, I had anxiety growing up, and that was a big thing in my life. And I never really understood it until either me like i didn't even know i had anxiety honestly yeah and this is why this is why sometimes um i talk in a strange way or like um i stop talking and i can't say the word properly because I just get anxious um because i don't want people to pick on me i don't want people to like be like oh no she said that <laughs> or yeah. something um you know just comment something bad about me i don't want people to do that is yeah it's just, just uh, something i'm scared about and i get anxious when i talk yeah you just kind of get caught up in your like i i understand that like i sometimes i get caught up in my own thoughts and i just overthink things and then i just <laughs> worry more about what i want to say rather than what i'm actually saying if that makes sense yeah i understand i, I overthink as well um i think i overthink a lot when i talk of course and I just interrupt myself, like I say something, and then I start saying, saying something else, and then my friend will be like, what were you saying before, though? And I was like, oh, no, just leave it. <laughs> I don't want to say it, because I would think, oh, no, maybe she will, you know, be angry about it. When actually, you know, it's just about being honest, because I'm just saying the truth and something. Like, maybe if she did something bad, I would actually say it, because she's my friend, and I don't want her to be, you know, to not grow actually and to acknowledge that she did something bad actually um i always try to tell my friends the truth um because yeah. yes I, I i'm being honest now i was a liar for two years i guess and that was back in school again in middle school because i was lying about my feelings um i would always tell people that i'm good or like oh yes let's go out I'm talking about my toxic friend. And those were lies for like two years. Then the third one, I just was telling the truth. I didn't want to go out with her or something, you know, but that she would actually force me or something. And, you know, I didn't want to. Um, but yeah, it was just a fat big lie, like about my happiness for those two. Yeah. Uh, years. Yeah. So this is why I'm saying that I was a liar. But now I'm trying to, my best to be honest with myself and with people around me. And, if I lie, if I lie, if I ever lie, it's just about really protecting something or someone. And of course, then after a while, I would actually be honest, but that would be like after five minutes because I just can't be asked to lie actually. And it did happen only once that I did lie, I think. It was because I didn't want my friend to feel bad, but then I started thinking, no, Simmer, if you do that, she would actually feel even bad because you lied, that's not good. So I started thinking, Okay, no, you, you need to stop doing that. That's not good. You're not helping her. You need to, you know, be honest. 
Right. And from there, of course, I start them giving also honest feedbacks about works. <laughs> and that did affect me as well. Um, from your experiences, like, um, has it sort of helped you um, grow creatively, would you say? Uh, yes. Like, yes, do you use, do you use your experiences as sort of like a, uh, a, a, a something to sort of like help with your creative energy? I do. Uh, I do actually. Um, they make me so like this anxiety project I was working on with. Oh, sorry, working with. Um, mm -hmm. is called pause. So it's like about pausing. So like literally people pausing and freezing in time because they're anxious and they don't know what to do. And I'm telling this story with the toys and such, um, and the eyes. But yeah, that was also about me. I based it on my experience with anxiety during middle school and such, because I didn't understand what was police because no one talked about it. And yeah, that did inspire me as well. Um, but then with other work, so like now I'm painting food. And of course, my inspiration is food. <laughs> Because I love food. I have an obsession with sweet food, especially. Um, when I'm trying to also paint, you know, other types of food from next week, because I want to, you know, get out of my comfort zone. I'm, I don't like staying in the same bubble, because then it becomes really bad and just get an art block or something. Um, you don't get, like, experimenting with new stuff. Um, you keep experimenting with old, which is good, but try to do as well new things um or like also go out as not now because we are in a lockdown here right and yeah <laughs> i don't know about that i think you don't have a lockdown but of course you have covid and everything going on so it's best to stay at home guys <laughs> I'm yeah. <telling> you. <laughs> yeah whether or not wherever you're at if you have lockdown or not yeah it should be still staying at home for yeah. the most part unless you absolutely um, have to go out so yeah i was saying also i did um, I would say my personal experience did make me understand to also remember the good things you had. So like, right. um, okay, I did, I did live bad things in Italy, but that doesn't mean that I'm completely bad, as I say, because I had these two beautiful friends that I had, like truly good friends that I still chat with every day, kind of. And of course, by remembering them, I, I just start you know, drawing, um, how would I say, cute little things, because I remember this, my friend uh, would actually like cute things and such, and she did actually quite inspire me to look into cute things. But then she started changing a bit her style or something, so yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that that's fine. I mean, but, you know, she still did inspire me somehow into, you know, cute aesthetics and stuff. And I started looking, you know, liking cute stuff and were, like dressing up. Yeah. Like the way I dress is the way I actually paint or like take a picture and stuff. So like I do actually do like, you know, dark projects and stuff. <laughs> course um but i do also try to play a lot with softness and dreamy like things so like colorful things and i think i can see that in the way i dress up as well so like pastel colors friendly stuff and things like that um but yeah i think it did help me as well to grow up because um i would say that okay in the past i did start drawing it wasn't something big it was just you know sketching around things really and um, was just for fun and mostly i did 
draw anime girls or something. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> how I, I started. I, I love anime, of course. I watch them every day, um, morning and night. Uh, not all the day, of course, but just every day. Uh, I have a routine for that, and I have that planned in my planner. <laughs> and you may uh, question yourself why, um, because it inspires me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, some anime do have a deep topic. Of course, some don't, and they are fun as well to watch. But some of them have deep topics to talk about and to listen about. And I think some anime are just so good to watch. And you know, talk. you can actually learn from them sometimes. Like you can get really inspired from them, not just for like drawing, but even like photography projects. Uh, so, for example, I like with psychological anime to talk about psychology or something, and I just really like looking at them and getting inspired from them. And it's just about the topics sometimes. It's not even the the way they animated it, and it's, it's just that. And the same thing happened with cartoons. So like. Adventure Time, of course, and yeah. Steven, Steven Universe, um, and many other cartoons I didn't watch in my life, honestly, um, even in the past, or like now. Uh, and then there would be, you know, small animations you just watch on YouTube and just get inspired from that. I do also get inspired, since we're talking about inspiration, inspiration sorry. Um, I get really inspired from video games <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember doing this project the last year in 2020 was my final project for my final first year of university and we needed to base it on film so like you watch some films like three films and I did choose to do noir film Uh, noir sorry I can't pronounce it correctly noir I don't know if it's that that's all right, but yeah, um, yeah, noir film, and so I started watching you know, some horror films and stuff and stuff like that. So like the Zodiac because that one was my favorite, and I started to understand that I could get inspired from films as well. So now I do have um, my Sunday free to watch movies to get inspired, and <laughs> yeah, it's quite like a ritual I think by now. Uh, so I just watch three movies on Sunday. To get inspiration from, I write it down in my journal and just get inspired from that. And when I finish a cartoon, I just write about it and what it inspired me, what it like. So then I could go back to it and create a project out of it, or like take inspiration from it to create something that tells a story, you know, um, or you know, just anything else really. Um, but yeah, from that project, the film one, I did also include this video game called Dice for Nintendo Switch, if you want to play it or something. Um, it's called I, the Somnium File. Um, okay, first of all, the Somnium File. Somnium is a Latin word, and it means just literally like dreams and stuff. I'm, I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, I'm just kind of forgot about the word, but I did use it to like describe dreams. Somnium means dreams. And I was like really fascinated how they did use a Latin word in the title. And I was trying to crack out without playing the game before. Why is it called like that? And the game is actually pretty deep. Like it's a plot twist and climax in the end. I'm like, like, it's amazing. It's a detective game, psychology one is what I like. It's a bit dark, of course, and is detective. And 
the detective team was inside my project for university. So I was like, I'm going to include this video game because it literally inspired me so, so much for this project. I'm not sure if I'm going to share it, it one day in my Instagram account, but maybe I will at some point. I'm just um, thinking about how to do it, you know? Yeah. And it was just a short project, really. But as I said, video games to inspire me. So now, okay, I play Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I do play it. I played it since Pokemon Platinum, but then I did went back to play Pokemon Red and such, you know, the first ones. Um, so I have the co- complete collection. I have a... I don't oh know if you can see that. The original Pokemon yeah, Yellow. Yeah, yeah, I can see the reflections of Pokemon Yellow, you yeah. guys. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just... It's the lore, the plot that inspires mm-hmm. me. Yeah. It, is the animation is is the way it's created the the teamwork or anything else behind the game as well is everything the deeper i research the more i get inspired from that game and it's just um i don't know why honestly why i get really inspired there is not an explanation i think um yeah. but just got inspired then of course i play animal crossing as you know and um there are many games actually I play. Sometimes there are games like RPG games for computer. So now I'm replaying this wonderful game. It's for free and it's for computer. It's called Pocket Mirror. And okay, it's a cute game. I'm going to be honest. But <laughs> it's, re- it's really, really deep actually as a game. Um, at the start, you're going to think, yeah, it's just cute. You know, nothing big. But then it has multiple endings. It depends on your choices. It is really psychological and deep. At some point, it gets really dark, and you start thinking about um, what is the true story in the end about this game? You know? Why is it trying to tell you? And you know, it's just about theories in the end of the day. And this game is actually going to get a prequel, and it's called Goldie Little Shoes, something like that. Not. Uh, I kind of forgot the prequel name, but. Yeah, I'm sure if you try to research about Pocket Mirror prequel, you can actually, you know, try to see what's the name of the prequel because it's been a while since I searched stuff about this. But I just played this game again, and I suggest people to play this if they really like psychological things or like um, a bit of creepy, dark, but not like too much creepy. Just yeah. I would say average, not like um, jump scares and things like that. Yes, there is actually one jump scare. I'm gonna be honest, just one part. <laughs> um, for me at least, I don't know about the others, but um, I played this game many times because I think I just really like the plot. It's something deep to me, and at some point I can relate to it. There is a part where I can relate to this. Um, beautiful game, I would say. It's made with RPG Maker, and honestly, I'm really amazed how they could like pulled off this amazing game out of RPG Maker. If I think about it, um, now the prequel is going to be done with another program, and is amazing as well, of course. And you know, the artwork as well is good. If you're going to research it, you can see it. Um, but then I also play Stardew Star Valley. Don't oh, know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah. Yeah, and well, of course, I play Genshin Impact. Um, I love the plot. It's really deep. It's hidden everywhere in equipment, in the jar, in the in the character story, <laughs> everywhere. Even like um, even like in the names 
some time. The name have actually a meaning, and I was like, I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed. I don't know what, what to see it for next. Like, it's just a story that really sometimes inspires, you know. Um, okay, I'm gonna go straight to the point. I'm not, I'm not a book person. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I never been. I think a book person. I was. I think in middle school, but then I started, you know, not being a book person. So I did read some books. Yes, of course. I did read some Shakespeare books because, um, you know, sometimes I just was, oh, why not? Let's try it. Um, and I didn't actually get inspired from it, just, you know, liking it. Uh, I didn't actually still find a book that did inspire me, but um, I found a book, like, it's not really a book, but... Um, is this one maybe I don't know if you can see it maybe you're going to see the reflection but um oh okay it's just here it it's only uh, I can't pronounce it sorry but it's basically a Wells and Cameron anthology and it's edited by Eric and Gay Charles and it's a book I got uh, something like two months ago and it just have you know writings and short poems about the word, literally the word hirate. Hirate is an amazing word. It comes from Wales and it basically means the longing of something, like someone, an era, something that was there or well something that never was there. And it's an amazing word that did describe my feelings at some point because. I always felt like something was missing, but I never was sure if, you know, what was it that was missing, actually. And I'm still kind of trying to find it out. Maybe it was a specific emotion or something, you know, just something you're trying to search or anything, really. And this word did describe my feelings. And I did do, like, a short portrait project in which I did, uh, I think you can see it on my Instagram. It's called Here I It. And literally just the title of the word and this word this book did inspire me to do that and yeah so yes words do inspire me as well to create projects sometime um such as of course the somnium word that I took from the game i the somnium file did inspire me to create that project for university because it meant dreams and i did connect dreams to surrealism and maybe dreams can connect to detectives because Sometimes in some stories, some detectives, you know, they dream about things. And pretty much in this game, the detective is dreaming about things most of the time. I'm not going to spoil their things, but it's related to dreams. I'm just going to say that. I mean, you can understand it from the title, of course. And if you're good in Latin, <laughs> I think. Um, but yeah, the point is, I do get inspired from words. And I just found this amazing word that would describe that project and describe my feeling, I think. Yeah, I I love that you you take inspiration from so many different sources, and, <laughs> and that's kind of like how my process is. And like I I grew up on stuff like Dragon Ball Z and oh Pokemon yeah Dragon Ball and Digimon, <laughs> and that inspired me to sort of uh, start drawing comic books and writing stories and stuff like that, and then um, evolved into you know creative stuff later on and then i got into movies more when i got to college so that was a big inspiration for me and video games have always been a big inspiration like 
like Final Fantasy was was an inspiration, and uh, I'm trying to think of other things that I've played. Or oh, I did of. play Final Fantasy, yes. Yeah, yeah. I did play. Um, I'm not a, a huge fan of it, but I did play it, of course, and I did like it, of yeah. course. Um, just wasn't a really, you know, really sparkle in me. Some things do sparkle and some don't. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Everybody has their own preferences and stuff like that. So you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh yeah other games i think that did inspire me is mad father rpg games of course um yeah the first i think they were like kind of the games that i did play or watch on youtube playing and just play some of them you know I, I follow this amazing youtube and he plays like these rpg games and thanks to him i got to know about pocket mirror which is my favorite one for now mm -hmm. but i did like also mad father um because I mean, it's just a dark story, but it has a good plot, I think, and is a bit psychological. You try to understand what kind of um, mental issue the dad might have. Um, I'm still trying to understand it, honestly. I'm, sh I'm sure it does have a name. I'm 100% sure because um, it's one of those, I, th I think I did hear about this kind of psychological, like mental issue that like some serial killer have that kind of his dad had. Um, I'm not sure if you ever played, you know, the RPG game, Mad Father. I'm not even, you know, I don't even know if other people did play it, but uh, yeah, Mad Father. And then there was this game called Eve, of course. I did play as well. And of course, okay, now I'm going to say one thing. Mad Father and Eve are really, really horror games. They're not like mm -hmm. Pocket Mirror. Pocket Mirror is like an average horror game. I wouldn't call it even horror. It's just a bit... Um, dark and that's it but I'm, I'm just telling you guys if you want to play like mad father or like eve i'm warning you that is actually like a horror game and you can actually get a bit you know scared especially if you don't like horror or something like that but you want to try yeah. to play or something just warning people if they're going to watch this video <laughs> um <laughs> you you never know <laughs> um um but yeah there, there were many games actually like i'm still playing with them again and now they did remake did their remake for mad father and it's also on nintendo switch which is amazing then there was many japanese games and also now they're like uh for computer again and they're like this style of rpg maker but it's not really rpg maker it's just other programs and stuff yeah and it looks like rpg maker but it's not um but yeah corpse party corpse Corpse Party, yeah, something oh, like that. Yeah, I've and heard of that one. yeah, um, the game is really, 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 really dark and creepy, <laughs> and horror is really psychological. But the, it's the story that did like um, drive me to play it, I guess, and to support it, to buy it, and then buy the next the game again. The next one wasn't really my favorite one, but the first one was, of course, my favorite one. Um, then there was, of course, as well the anime, but I think it was just pro to promote the game, of course. Um, but it was pretty good as well. It would tell, you know, shortly the story, but not deeply as the game. Um, but yeah, Seek uh, sorry. Speaking about uh, anime, um, but yeah, I did grow up with Naruto. I did grow up with Doraemon. I did grow up with uh, uh, Conan. I don't know if you know about Conan. <laughs> Conan, the detective. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah i still watch it because it's still ongoing and i'm like i don't know why he's going to finish but i'm going to keep watching it it's like one piece by now i think um yeah. i don't watch one piece because i don't know at some point i didn't start liking it i'm not sure why but unfortunately um, i started you know yeah, just didn't like it um of course i do watch boruto many people did judge it but i'm not going to judge it until the end and for now, the plot is getting interesting. So, you know, I just like watching Boruto, I guess. Um, I do like also watching Dark Army, of course. <laughs> and Christmas sometime. But I do also watch um, comedy ones, such as Psyche. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't pronounce this whole anime name, unfortunately, because I'm not really good at pronouncing that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's called Psyche something. Psyche... Uh, speak something like that uh, okay but it's on net it's on netflix at least here in uk i don't know in, in america but here in uk it says and but you can watch it just psyche and you should find it like psyche anime or something like that but it's really a good anime like, it's really a comedy one like it's really funny at least for me it was and then there was this anime that i found out um nichi joe and I can't, okay, I, I, I could pronounce it, but I can't really, you know, um, say how is it written or something, but it's called Nichi Joe or something like that, but it's really like a comedy anime, and it's also nice. I do watch comedy anime when I'm sad, actually, like just feeling low or before I'm going to sleep because they're just relaxing you, of yeah. course, and they're making you Absolutely. feel better. Yeah. Um, I do also watch magical girl anime, of course. Um, I watched Sailor Moon. I did watch Madoka. I really like Madoka because he's this outstanding theme. But before Madoka, there were other type of dark magical girl themed anime. Uh, I'm not good at pronouncing them, but you can search about them, of course. And they were good as well, but not as good, I think, as Madoka. I don't the plot is even better. There are so many theories, even around the movies and such. And I'm not going to spoil anything, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did watch also Precure, the Pretty Cure. I don't know how you pronounce it, but um, I did watch the first seasons where you would have only these two Precures and such. And then I did watch um, uh, Precure Five. Let's go something. I don't know. I don't remember the title. But I did watch pretty much every single of that. And sometimes it was just to pass my time while creating something honestly yeah. just listening to it and then i started thinking yeah i think it's time for you to learn japanese i guess because um what happened is that i can't stay there and read this the subs and stuff um so i would actually start learning about japanese by myself and whenever i had my free time now pretty much i can understand about of course i can speak it <laughs> but that's fine so now i can work and listen i guess uh so that's good um but yeah as i say i just got inspired i guess from a bunch of types of anime not just one type because i always think it's good to like go out of your box you know and just explore something new oh, you never know you might start liking something you know yeah yeah, and you never know what you might uh, what what you might take from it. Like, there's just like so many different types of like. If you stay within yeah. your comfort zone, you know, you're never gonna learn anything new, or you're never gonna be um, inspired by something that's not, you know, normally in your your view. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, so yeah, yeah, 
I love it does, like, it does. I love trying to like explore like outside of that and try new things and you know what if it's a new show or um a, a book or you know game or whatever it is because sometimes I end up surprising myself at how much I like it when I just didn't think I would before mm. sometimes it's even like trying a different style of photography illustration or like even researching something new you never research so like like I don't know I could research about abstract artwork instead of surrealism yeah. Never know what might happen and what I might find. I actually like abstract, and some of my work is abstract, uh, of course. Um, and I just kind of mix surrealism sometimes and abstract, of course. Uh, and well, they still have a concept behind as well. But yeah, I just try to go out of my my box and see what's outside there. Yeah. But sometimes it's also about traveling. Uh, well, okay, right now we can't because of COVID, but before COVID, uh, I did try to go there and there, you know, other places and such. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just got inspired. I found out Tim Walker because I did go to his exhibition with the university in my first year and it was amazing. And I think that they changed my life somehow because the exhibition was just what I needed, a bit of surrealism and dream, <laughs> I guess. Um, it's called uh, Wonderful Things. Like the exhibition's title, and it's by Tim Walker. It was in the Victoria and Albert Museum in South Kensington, and it was amazing. I think it's a day I'm going to remember for my, for the rest of my life. And I do also have the book. I didn't buy it the same day, but I did buy it um, the last year or something like that. I don't remember now, but something like that. And this shit just like that. And he has all of his projects he showcased in the wonderful things. It's amazing. I think Tim Walker as a photographer is just a huge inspiration. Even if you just work with still life, you can get, of course, still inspired by people that don't work just, you know, still life, but also with models and such. Um, Of course, now I don't have models because COVID and things. So I do self-portraits and use my mom. (laughs) That's actually funny because I... um... I started doing more self-portraits when COVID hit and I've never really been very comfortable with like photographing myself like very often. I've done like one or two projects before and it was actually really fun to like be able to kind of show that vulnerability in a way that I, you know, I'm not used to. So and like take inspiration from other like i the last one i did was very like uh like sort of like a synth wave cyberpunk kind of theme like the color theme of it and all this stuff so it's like you know going I back like to, cyberpunk yeah, yeah. going back it's to quite s- a thing that is interesting i think to look at and i also like a vapor wave aesthetics and such yeah um of course, those songs like Lofi aesthetics, they're quite like, we really like my kind of aesthetic or like music as well. Yeah, that that was kind of like my inspiration for like the new design for the, the podcast actually was sort of this. Yeah, I saw it. Vapor. Sorry, I couldn't put a like action block. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fine. But I really, I really, really wanted to like it for how good it was. I honestly oh, I really, really like it. I appreciate it. Well, okay. It's just like I love 
trying new things like that and um like you you said and one of the things i actually did try um with that was which i haven't done since high school was uh 3d modeling um oh yeah which was something that i once had an interest in and then i just kind of dropped it after a while because i just had so many other things that i've been trying and it's just it's so much fun to like go back to something that you haven't done in such a long time and sort of rekindle that that spirit that fire for something that you yeah. used to really enjoy so one thing i didn't say is that i do collage and i do mm -hmm. it once a month and why i do it because it's fun <laughs> uh it does inspire me because you can create freely surreal stuff or doing like abstract things and i just try to showcase a type of emotion i had that month actually mm, i don't actually post about it but i do put it in my website uh, and i do put it in my highlights but maybe one day i would just put post all of them in once or something like that yeah but i just got really inspired as well from collage i mean i would definitely personally love to see that so <laughs> i would definitely post it then at some point yeah i would um... do it so uh is there anything else that you wanted to talk about um anything you you had had in mind oh i wanted to talk about trump leaving the white house <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that's been a big thing in uh the u.s especially um since that's been oh, such God. a focus lately um, we talked actually in the last podcast i did um, a lot about how much of a distraction that's been um, and how mm. it can kind of like seeing that the news cycle can kind of, you know, it, it, it takes it takes your energy away or it takes your focus away from the things. Yeah, in your it life does. definitely it does. Like um, I kept watching the news for like months now. Now mm. I'm trying to take a break because it's been lots of like emotional roller coaster, honestly. Yeah. Right. And it did it did drain me out, and also seeing how many deaths there are in UK for coronavirus did make me just aware more because um, I don't understand why I didn't see it before, but I guess it just popped out at once in the news today, and I felt so unsafe. I guess yeah, um, like even more unsafe than before. Mm. But yeah, about political things. Uh, we also have Boris. He is not, uh, as right. we know, the best. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I don't really want to talk about political because um, I think people had enough about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about coronavirus. Actually, there is something I want to talk about. And like, how did that help me actually to uh, improve myself? Um, so, okay. We were in quarantine in 2020, of course, um, at the end of my first year, second semester. I did finish uni. What happened in quarantine? I got bored. I didn't know what to do. Just photography, nye, nye, no. Uh, I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, I could improve my photography, yes, but just, you know, uh, I wasn't sure, do you want just to do that? or do you want to learn other types of skills or something and I was like I don't know <laughs> I just don't know and then I started thinking okay there is something else that maybe you left behind that you want to do again painting 
okay, this is how I started painting, basically, quarantine. How did I start drawing digitally? Quarantine. Uh, basically, I think I'm going to say this to people every time. How did you start painting and drawing digitally? Quarantine, yeah. I guess. Uh, okay, yes, as a child, I did draw and paint and stuff, but it wasn't that much. It was just some time, I guess, um, because most of the time I would play with my Nintendo or something. <laughs> Honestly, I was really, really into my Nintendo. I'm still now, I give it time every day, sometime, you know, just one hour or like even 20 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point is, quarantine did help me. Even if it was bad, it did help me to develop some new skills understanding that I really wanted to learn how to draw digitally and how I wanted to paint because I believe that now people want to see people that have multiple skills and not just one because then you can also merge them together and I think it's not about work opportunity because you have more skills and they're going to employ you or something yes it is yes it is but it's also about yourself like why are you learning it you know I just want to learn it because well, it inspires me. Painting inspires me for my project in photography. Um, drawing digital inspires me for my project in photography. And also my project in photography inspires me to paint or like to draw digitally and such. So like it's all about giving inspiration to me by focusing on something else and then putting it something somewhere else or like in photography or something. Or like putting photography into my illustration work or something like that. Um, so it's all about inspiring myself with myself, <laughs> I guess. Sometimes it's about that, especially during quarantine because I didn't have that much inspiration. I was coping with my um, moment of sadness, I guess. I wouldn't say depression because depression is another thing. And I don't have depression, that's clear, because I did go to my psychology and stuff, and they did clearly say that I do have anxiety, but it's right. like you know um and yeah i do have my anxiety as i say it and my anxiety just just showcases when I'm, i talk a lot so like i keep you know saying the wrong word in the wrong way or like i stop myself as i say and um also when i keep jerking up about things that means i'm just anxious or nervous and yeah, I mean, it just was my moment of sadness, I guess, and given from anxiety as well, like kind of mixed up feelings, I think. And it was really hard, honestly. Then my mom got uh, even COVID, but that was in the end of 2020, kind of, I would say. And I needed to stay at home from uni for two weeks. Right. During those two weeks, I started getting into portrait photography. I did do many projects in my photography, like the course photography university for portrait, like creative portrait and such. But I never showcased them anywhere, literally anywhere, no. I don't know why. I was unsure about it, I think. I was like, I don't know, um, what do people want to see from me? Like, just still life and product, I guess. But then I was like, bah, leave it, uh, you know, just showcase them what you want to showcase, you know, whatever. If they don't like it, uh, it's up to them, I guess. Um, but I just wanted to say to myself, no, Simmer, you need to just see many schools. Like, if you want to learn it, learn it. If you don't want to learn it, don't learn it. Um, if you think it will help you to progress in your journey, then do it. If you think it will improve you in some ways, 
and inspiring in some ways in future than keep doing it. You like it, keep doing it. Don't look at if people will like it or not or whatever, you know, or like, I don't know, <laughs> anything else. So I started doing creative portrait, I guess. So sometimes I just, you know, if I have an idea for a portrait, I use myself or my mom right now, but I did also develop this creative portrait during summer because during summer, I did go out when there wasn't quarantine and such. We did snap out of, out of quarantine, quarantine stopped. So I think that was before, I'm not sure when it was, but I think it was at some point. I'm not sure if it was before, now I have a blackout of my thing. Um, I think it was like in June or July, July something, July probably. Um, but what happened is that I went to this to South Sudan Sea with my friends. Once I went with my other friend and I did a photo shoot with her and then I did another one with my other friend and then I practiced my portrait skills, you know, and I understood that I really like doing creative portraits, uh, telling my model what to wear to like, you know, emphasize an emotion, make her feel in a certain way and tell a story to my audience and such. And then I started developing it, this even like during my mom like when she had like covid and such and during those two weeks i did a self-portrait called fogged which showcases me like experimenting with my camera because i understood that i love making failures i guess in photography i love making strange things of course so it was like i want to bring realism into portrait you know, photography and creative one. And I wanted to put something in my lens and I was, um, you know, I want to take my Vaseline. I'm going to put a plastic thing on my lens to protect my lens, test some Vaseline. And well, the pictures did showcase how lost I felt during those two weeks because my mom felt, you know, she had COVID and such and I felt sad because of that. But I was lost because time wouldn't pass. We were isolating ourselves for two two weeks and I felt lost in those two weeks. I started questioning myself about things and how things felt unreal, surreal and such. And it was difficult, I would say, those two weeks. But you know, I passed by and I think those creative portrait photography, but also landscape one, because this project does also have a landscape picture which showcases kind of the light of hope, I guess. Um, but you can find it on my Instagram account if you want to see it, or like website. Um, but the point is that that project did symbolize my own experience with COVID-19, I guess. Wow. That's a, yeah, that's great that, um, you know, you're finding these projects to, to work on. Yeah. Um, through, through even the experiences in lockdown. I mean, I've kind of had that same experiences, um, you know, finding projects that evoke what sort of emotions I'm feeling based on events that either are going on, you know, with me personally or, uh, with something that's going on in the world. Um, I, it, you know, there, there's never a lack of, uh, inspiration or, you know, something to sort of, uh, um, use as a channel for your voice. And that's what mm. I, I really love about, you know, creating anything, photography or whatever it may be, video or, you know, whatever project you're working on. And yeah. so 
I do also do some sort of animation sometimes, but that, of course, is just for fun. Um, mm -hmm. It's not my main thing. I just do it to inspire me, I guess. Again, um, I wouldn't say that my main thing is photography, but I still showcase my paintings and do other things because my paintings are part of my jewelry. Everything is part of me and everything is part of this long and unending journey like mm -hmm. doesn't there is no end of course and yeah i think i think there wasn't even like a start of it i'm not sure when i started it maybe it was in my childhood when i was taking pictures of a flower and a cloud um or maybe it was when i started watching anime as i was a child you know um and many other things i think i found out about anime was when i was like eight years old or something like that i'm not sure um seven eight something like that I don't even remember, honestly, by now. Um, and I, I mean, I, it's all about growing and understanding what you really like, I guess, like what I really want to do. By now, I just have multiple skills because I want, you know, to have them and I like having them. I like doing this. And if I didn't like it, of course, I didn't you know, actually stop doing it. But I'm, I'm happy that I started painting again. And I'm happy that I started painting digitally painting was sorry drawing digitally and you know also doing some portrait photography like creative ones or like experimenting with putting things in front of my lens of course by protecting my lens first because you don't want to ruin right. it um but yeah it's just me searching a way to create a surreal thing i guess like something a real that feels real because in our day um whenever i go outside um before I mean I still go out now but like by go out I mean in the balcony <laughs> right just a joke I just go out there and sit there for like oh yes that's a nice day it's raining <laughs> mm -hmm. I do that a lot um but yeah don't go out I guess just don't <laughs> please guys stay safe um I'm really serious about it uh but yeah what I was trying to say is that when I used to go out I just got you know a feeling of unreal. Sometimes you would look at the sky, it feels so unrealistic. It doesn't feel real, like the colors you would think. Is it actually real or is it just, you know, nothing? It's just not real. Is it a dream or not? Sometimes it's just so beautiful that you don't understand it. Um, I once saw this really orange sky i think i was a kid and i took i think that was my first picture with my dad's phone the flip, the flip ones you know? the nokia ones um, mm. um but i took this photo and i told my dad dad look the sky looks like an orange glass you know the orange juice glass <laughs> it's so orange and I told my dad, I think the sun is the orange, <laughs> just as a joke, those childish things. And maybe from there, I started liking our real things or like, or looking for our real things in real things, you know? Right, right. So like trying to make real things look really, really surreal somehow and make people dream, I guess. And try to understand themselves in the dream. Because you know, I think nowadays you understand more about yourself while you're dreaming. Because you understand maybe sometimes your dream had a meaning behind it, um, but you just don't understand it yet. And 
you know, when maybe you go back to that dream, then you'd be like, oh, this is why I did dream it, I guess. Or like, <laughs> when you have a nightmare as well, that is something surreal, yes. Um, I do think about nightmares a lot. Um, I didn't have one yet, or maybe I did, but I just don't remember, but I did have once this, and it was a nightmare about me um, swimming into cold water. I love swimming mm. in the sea, especially if the water is cold because it makes me feel good. And I love swimming in summer and if it's, the water is quite cold or something like that. And also in, you know, just made some winter things. Uh, it's just nice to me. But in this dream, uh, well, nightmare actually, I was swimming and the wave, I, I remember it clearly, the wave just came to me and it ate me alive. And I've, I don't know, I, I, I symbolized that wave as the wave of change that scared me during the period of time because I remember dreaming this specific thing the day before my departure from Italy to London. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just scared of change. I didn't understand like how people would know. Um, I don't know, I just didn't know anything. <laughs> it was just too scared. And, I guess that I took that wave as the wave of change, but that wave of change did change me in something good, I guess. And here I am. Yeah. Uh, here I am, I guess, um, creating, doing things. But maybe if I was still in Italy, maybe I wouldn't actually found myself. I'm not sure. Um, because when I was in Italy, I wasn't really into like photography and such, like as much as I'm now. I was into it, but like, not really following it, not really experimenting, not doing something big or huge or you know anything really. Just taking a picture really um, of something I like. Um, but then you know, just came here and started enjoying more, especially during my two last year of high school when I started my photography course and like a serious one, not just online or something. Of course, online is where I'm serious, but. I felt like the one in person was more serious to me. I don't know why. Maybe it was the teacher. I'm not sure. Um, maybe I started taking it more seriously. I started taking photography more seriously. People didn't actually support me with my choices uh, about choosing to study photography in university. Many people did think, especially my mom, <laughs> hi, mom, if you're looking at this. I don't hate you, don't worry. My mom is lovely, of course. She's a lovely woman. She's really nice, as my dad is. But um, my mom was just scared, as I was, for my future, of course. And this is why she just said one thing. I just don't want you to, you know, um, end up poor or something. I I, she was just terrified. Let's be honest. She was terrified, but she couldn't just say it to me because she didn't want to scare me, I think. Um, and yeah, I just proved her wrong in the end of the day. Um, because she underst- because she didn't know anything about photography, you know, like she just didn't know anything about art. She- no one in my family is into art, let's be honest. Um, part of my dad a bit, but he wasn't really into it in the end of the day, or like even photography, no one is into it. And I'm kind of like the first one going into the creative industry, in my school family. And it's quite, they see it as a big thing in the end of the day, because they were like, well, we don't understand you fully because, you know, we never saw someone in our family do it. So 
they were unsure of what I was doing. They didn't understand me. And that's, I was like, it's fine. But if you watch me, you will understand. And they started, you know, watching what I do. And they start understanding that actually I did, I was growing as a person as well by doing what I was doing. And yeah, I opened my own Etsy store. My mom was like, oh, you know, you're going to pay to, <laughs> for the fees and stuff like that. And I was like, yes, I know. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, first of all, I didn't sell a lot. And I'm not still selling a lot. But that's fine, honestly. I'm, I don't mind because right now I'm not in a rush of getting money. I live with my parents still. I mean, I'm 19. And uh, I don't see the urge to go away because I just like staying with my parents because I can enjoy my time with them. Of course, I do help them. Like, um, I like helping them. I like doing some work at home because that also have, helps me to you know, uh, put a pause to my creative practice for a minute and go back to it. You know, sometimes you just need to refresh your mind, I guess, and stop doing something. If you have especially like a sort of art block, or like you don't, you don't know like how to do something, you just take a break, I guess, and it helps. Um, but still, uh, I think they still, you know, supported me. They, they were just scared in the start, like I was. But then they started realizing the potential, I guess, and they started realizing that I could do it. <laughs> And the side supporting me, and I'm quite happy about it, of course. Um, they support me, they, they understand that it takes time to do something, and they need to let me go at some point as well. And they can't just, you know, attach to me for the rest of their life right. or something. Um, and of course, I do love my parents and my little brother. Uh, it's just that. They didn't really understand. Still, they're trying to understand how it works, really. It's just really hard to them because, as I said, no one in my small family, like from my dad's family or like my mom's family in India, no one actually never did something like that. Most of them are like doctors or something like that, um, or even like architecture or something like that. But, yeah, no one actually did something creative because they just, uh, I don't think they would, they were into it, I guess. No one, you know, you, you don't get the sparkle, as I said. Right. But I got, I got the sparkle. I don't know somehow I did it. Um, I got the idea. I was like, yes, I want to do that. Uh, um, let's see what, you know, it brings me. How it grow, like it makes me grow. And yes, I'm still growing up and learning, of course. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a long journey and not everyone will support you, of course. Some people will uh, just say, no, you can't do it. Why did you choose to do, I don't know, instead that or something like that? Um, there was this one girl in my, like, she was kind of my friend, but now we don't talk like, you know, those people that you know, and that's it, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically she did say, why did you, didn't you choose our science or something? And I was like, look, I like science, but look, it's not my thing. That's it. I mean, let me do photography and double construction because yes, I did choose to do double construction in high school and also photography. I did like, you know, double construction. Double construction gave me some skills that I needed for planning, actually. Uh, the planning in construction is so like, uh, deep, like because if you do something wrong, you're doomed. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm serious about you. You're doomed. Like you need to do it from the top 
or like uh, people are going to yell at you at some point, especially if it's a work. Um, but yeah, just, you know, I, I liked it. I guess it gave me that skill as well, like about planning things. Um, but as I said, unfortunately, I did get, you know, some um, workaholic traits, I guess, from high school. But then, you know, I solved this problem with the planner. Actually, the planner, my friend gave it to me as my birthday gift. <laughs> and I still need to say thank you to her. But yeah, um, it's really helpful to have a planner in that day. Right. Well, you, I mean, a lot of things I think uh, many creatives can relate to. Um, that you mentioned and I think are, are very inspiring for, for yeah. any, anyone listening to this. Um, is there anything else you wanted to, to, to cover? Um, um, I don't actually have anything else to cover okay. right now, but I do have one thing to say, I think. Um, it doesn't matter if not like a lot of people supports you. If there is already one, it's fine. Like, you know, and if it's two, it's even better and such. But remember that there will be always people that will hate on you or like uh, put you down or push you down or do something to stop you to do what you like and what you want to become your future work. But, well, you shouldn't listen to them, of course. Like, just listen to what you want to listen, really. Um, listen to the good, of course. And... Mm -hmm. You should still listen to the bad because you want to understand why they're saying that. Is it because they're scared that you're going to, I don't know, somehow, somehow ruin your life or something? Like my mom did think before, but then, you know, I just discovered she was just scared and right. she didn't want to, like, push me down. She wanted to just push me up, of course, as any mother would do, I think. Oh, like most of the mothers, of course. Um, but what I was trying to say is that, yeah, just keep going, guys. You shouldn't just give up over that. I think it's really hard, yes, I know, especially in social media, because you could start thinking, yes, if I have more followers, I'll get more like and blah, blah, blah. People will see my work. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yes, it might be true, but it's not at, at the same time. I mean, people will still see your work. It just takes time. You know, it's just social media, there are millions of posts. But you shouldn't focus on your social media. Go out and do something. Okay, don't go out right now like when it ends you know the COVID things right. um remember to put your mask of course if you really really need to go out to do something urgent um such as buying food of course um uh, but what i was trying to say is just keep doing what you're doing keep experimenting please try to go out of your box i know it's really really hard because i don't know you either don't have time or you don't understand how to plan things like I don't mean to be rude, but like you, you don't understand how to put things like what I should do before and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and that's fine because that is part of your journey as well. It takes time to understand how things works for you because not for everyone things works the same. So like, for example, okay, um, maybe painting inspires me. So like I paint because I want to you know, get inspired as well, but for you, it might not work and that's fine. Like there are other millions of things that could inspire you. Not everyone gets inspired by video games. Not everyone gets inspired by anime. Not everyone is inspired by even fashion or like that and that. And especially remember to also experiment outside of your style because sometimes if you sit there and keep doing the same thing, um, you will get an art block or like photography block as I call it um, or something like that. I mean, um, so it's all about experimenting really and 
I think experimenting did open my eyes, as I said, because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't actually start doing creative portrait as well, or like putting things in front of the lens and try to create a surreal feeling or something like that, or like dreaming ones that I really, really wanted to recreate or like create my own one and see how it did the effect and such. So like keep experimenting, please. I think it's a lovely message to take away and you know, something that everyone should keep in mind, even if they're feeling, you know, not quite confident in themselves is like, just mm -hmm. don't not to give up and just keep, keep working, you know, working on new things, working on different things. Don't be afraid to experiment with new things. Don't feel, yeah. feel bad if it doesn't work out the way you want it to, because that's still experience and that's something you can grow off of. And of course, I mean, a failure can help you to grow and never like push you down. Of course, you can feel sad about it and that's fine. Yeah. Take a moment to feel sad because I'm going to say the truth. Sadness is not always a bad thing. From sadness, you can understand your true emotions towards something. You can understand why you're actually sad. Is there like, are you actually sad? Like you're actually sad because you were angry to that person or something, you know, something more deeper than... And of course, sadness, it is a bad feeling, but it helps you to like understand how you actually feel towards something. Why did you get sad in the first place? Because I usually get sad either because I'm angry or either because I felt really anxious and in some specific moments. And it's like that, of course. I mean, so like take a moment to actually analyze as well your sadness, your emotions take something away from your mission and I don't know, like try to understand that, of course. And sometimes you can even create something from your emotion and your own experience. And I think many creative do that, I think. Um, they get inspired as well, like from their experiences in life as well. Or you could even go back to your projects and get inspired again from them if they did really, really sparkle you somehow. And this is why journals are also important. I do keep my journal with, I wanna show it. Oh, just gonna try to reach it out. Um, okay, I finished already my first journal. This is my second one. But just, you know, sketch, brainstorm, mood board, whatever you want, you know, just write down those ideas somewhere. You're going to forget about it tomorrow. Right. <laughs> like, tr trust me, you're gonna forget about it if you don't write it somewhere. And also it's good that you go back to your journal because your journal is like a mini diary about um, your creations, your creative practice, your creative journey and experience. So if you go back to your journal, you can actually understand what did sparkle in those projects and what you might you know, want to expand more with or something like that. So this is, I think, how journals can help. And I think a creative kind of should have a journal. It can also be digitally, you know. It doesn't really matter if it's like physical or digital. Just up to you. I just have it physical because I like, you know, sketching along with my hands and stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, that's that's a great message. And I, I love that so much. Um, and uh, um, it's it's been a great pleasure to talk to you. And I, I think I've personally taken away a lot from this. And um, one other thing is I wanted to ask is uh, how can uh, people – um, that listen to this or watch this, um, follow you and your work. What's the best way to do that? Uh, well, <laughs> of course, just follow me on my Instagram. So I think you're just going to put a link down below or something if yeah. you can. 
yeah. yeah. And that's it, really. And then on my Instagram, and yeah, you, you can just look up in the link in my bio as well if you want to follow my Etsy store because I sell, you know, my photography prints, some of them, like paintings and like even clay sculpture I did create because I do some clay sculpture sometimes if I feel, you know, really creative. But I also have an Etsy story Instagram account in which I post sometimes how I did create this or like some work in progress, which is simran.creations.store. But you can put that as well down there in the link below, I think. But yeah, you can also find the website in my main account, which is Simran, you know, that one, of course. Um, my main account and the link just sends you to my website as so like blog i do also write some blogs every month like about my projects or like um stories or emotions you know even a word as i say uh, anything that did inspire me or did teach me something and i feel like sharing with someone or you know with whoever is going to watch my website or something um or like even just read it but yeah um so yeah, you can mostly find it in my social medias on Instagram. I don't have like Twitter. Like I do have it, but it's really just personal and yeah. don't really use it that much. But that's it. I just use Instagram mostly. Okay, uh, great. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, and that's fine. It's, a, it's been really great to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, and... it was great to talk to you as well. Um, I'm really happy to share my... Uh, kind of my life experience as well um like as a person but also as a creative person and how all this did inspire me and like also sharing a bit about my social media experience and how this well okay i can say that one week i think is enough for some people to understand what they did wrong um right. I did, I did wrong that I, I had an addiction, but I didn't understand it. And finally, in this week, I did understand that I had it. And I just accepted it because I think that was the first point to do, accept it. And then I got sad because I couldn't post. But then, you know, it just passed. And I was like, yes, that's fine. I can just wait, you know. Um, so, yeah, back to post this Sunday. I'm <laughs> 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 I really wanted to post this video and I waited for one week and I was like, <laughs> I just love sharing my projects, I guess. Yeah. Well, um, again, thanks so much for doing this. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> and again, that was episode number 21 of the Cypher the Media with Simran Kaur. Again, I highly recommend that you go and check out her work. It's pretty amazing stuff. And, you know, show her your love and support. Um, give her her, give her some likes and follows and, you know, anything to um, support her and her vision. Because she's... <clears throat> anything to support her and her creative vision. Um we will be back soon with another episode uh, and hopefully some some more content in the future as I uh, um, try to juggle a few different projects at once. Um, I know this episode got delayed because of a few um, projects that uh, popped up, some personal projects. So I'll try my best to uh, get these 
next few episodes out on a more regular basis while I also um, do some other uh, creative endeavors. So um, I hope to see you again soon in the very near future. Um, stay safe. Um, much love. And yeah, I'll, I'll see you around. Take care.